What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Real Bodybuilding Podcast. This is episode number 112, and I'm here with Mr. Nicholas Villu. Hey, what's up? How are you, man? What's going on? I'm fine, thank you. I appreciate the invitation. Yeah, I'm happy to have you on. I, uh, I wanted to have you on for a while. I've always uh, thought your physique was pretty incredible. The first time I saw your physique was, I believe, when you competed against Hottie. Was it Hottie at the... What show was it? Yeah, that was the Portugal Pro. That was um, in 2018. Yeah, I think I remember you getting ready for that show. And I remember watching the buildup of you getting ready for that show on your Instagram. And I'm like, nobody's going to beat this guy. I was like, I couldn't believe the physique I was seeing. And uh, then Hottie showed up and the rest is history. But um, so I want to get into a couple different things. But I, I think the reason mainly I want to get you on was you recently announced your retirement. Mm hmm. Yeah, so, that's... <laughs> do you want to? I, I want to talk a little bit about that because I kind of think it kind of came as a shocker to everybody because we are we're all waiting for you to kind of come back to the stage and then all of a sudden this this announcement came up. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, um, I can understand the fact that people feel like um, shocked by the new. Um, the thing is, it, it's something I actually thought about it uh, for almost two years. Um, because after the Olympia in 2018, that was my last show, mm-hmm. um, we have decided with uh, Patrick tour, we have decided to um, take a break the year after. And um, in order to drop some weight, because my big uh, struggle was the weight. Because okay. I would drop too much weight. And uh, yeah, that was a lot of work, a lot of pressure. So we said, okay, let's let's do one year um, off, you know, and um, let's drop some weight, and that's actually what I did. And uh, yeah, I stepped I stepped away for almost a year, and uh, I had a normal life for a year. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, I was going to the gym, of course, and I was doing my 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 thing, but it's not the same. I mean, when you prep and when you just train, so. Uh, that was pretty hard to come back because I wanted to compete the year after. So that was last year in 2020. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I needed like probably four months just to mentally be on track because I was away too much from this sensation, you know, like being a machine every day when you wake up. And um, so I had to work on that for almost four months just to get back. Yeah. And then my physique started to change a bit. So everything was coming back slowly. And I had to stop because of the because of the COVID situation, because my flight was canceled and yeah, and so whatsoever. And um at this time, um, you know, when I was traveling the year before, so in 2019, um I don't know how to explain it, but my mindset changed a little bit. Okay. And um, because I was able to do things I was not doing when I was prepping. This is in the time, this is when you had your time off in 2019. Yes, yes, exactly. And uh, I mean, I still, I was still, I I, I always had this passion for bodybuilding, but I also saw that there there was something else outside and I was not really conscious of this. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I started to think about it to just to say, okay, um, I need to think about my own situation now. So okay, I'm, I'm a good bodybuilder. I know I did the Olympia. What can I do more? And um, does it worth it? Or should I do something else? You know, I had this, all those questions in my head. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, I think the COVID situation didn't help much because uh, I mean, everybody suffered a lot with this, with this uh, period. And um, so when I stopped the, the, the prep in 2020, then really, I, I, I don't know, it's like this idea started to grow in my mind and, and it was like, okay, I need to change something because if I start to ask myself if I really want to do it, it means there's something wrong yeah. because, you know, I, I, I did this for six, seven years without thinking about anything else. So I was waking up in the morning, I was doing my cardio, I was a machine. Yeah. Then suddenly, you know, I was, you know, seated on a chair and I was like, okay, I need, I don't know, I was not sure about this. And um, can I stop? I'm yeah. oh, sorry, can I stop you right there? I just want to, because yeah. it's kind of like leading to a point. And I just want to go back a little bit. So what, how old were you when you started bodybuilding? Um, 20, 22. Yeah, 22. Was it something that you wanted to do or kind of something you fell into? Uh, I, I fell in this because I was just trying to, at that time, I was trying to find something to replace uh, soccer because I was playing soccer. Okay. And I couldn't be a pro because I broke my leg. And uh, I needed, you know, like I need to find this adrenaline, something to, I mean, a, something, a, a passion, a passion that would make me, um, would, would make, wake me up in the morning, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I actually met Patrick at that time and I immediately started with him. Okay. And uh, I just said, okay, that's a good challenge. Just let's see what's going to happen. And the first year I won the national. So then... I said, okay, of course, when you win, you just want to try more. And, and yeah. then I, I did again, again, and I started to, to win a few shows. And that's how I became professional. So is it something like, would it be fair to say that you didn't necessarily, necessarily fall in love with bodybuilding, but you fell in love with doing well? Yeah, because I was going to the gym and that was my passion. I mean, I was yeah. working out. I was eating my meals and I felt good with this, but I was not thinking about stepping on stage. I, I didn't even know who was the number one. Uh, yeah. I, I was just completely out of this world, but yeah. Patrick actually taught me some stuff and then he, he told me, okay, you, you got to try because you have some potential and, uh, and, and yeah, and that's, then you know the story. So winning, winning kept you going. So you would say you won the nationals, what country? It's Switzerland, right? Yes, with some, yeah, it's not big, of course, but yeah. I was, yeah, I mean, I was coming from nowhere. I was doing bodybuilding for, I don't know, six, seven months. I came, I won, and uh, I won three times in a row. So then people started to talk a bit. And uh, the year after, I did the Arnold Classic in Europe that was still with the NPC. Yeah. Uh, and I was, I, I think I placed sixth in junior, which is really good because that was, we can say my second or third show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, then I did more and, uh, yeah. So what was your first, what was your first pro show? Uh, Charlotte pro. The Charlotte yeah. pro that was 2017. Yes. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you do there? Uh, third. Yeah. Okay. I think, uh, Milan, there was Sadek. Yeah. Who did yeah. first and the second one was, uh, Craig Richardson. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so then it was 2018. Was that your second pro show against uh, Hadi? Uh, yeah, uh, the, yes, exactly. Yeah, the second one. Yeah. Okay, so it's going to be tough for people to understand. So let me first let me show people who don't know you 
I just want them to see your physique so they know what we're talking about. So for those people who don't follow Nicholas, this is his Instagram, Nicholas Vulu, um, IPB Pro. And I just want to show people the kind of physique we're talking about. Like, this is, how old is this picture? Uh, this one was for the Portugal prep. So it's, uh, yeah. That's, 20, the, that's 2018. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A few months before the Portugal. So for those of you who don't know, Nicholas, the reason I'm, I'm kind of... Uh, saying so much nice things about him you can see from this physique there's really nothing missing you have everything so i think well how when is this picture from this was uh last year um after the the prep when i had to to stop the preparation okay yeah and then, I, I actually here on that picture i was way lighter than on the other one yeah probably 10, 10 kilos lighter yeah so and we'll, and we'll come back to this page in a second because I want to show a few more pictures, but I want to ask you, so you said you wanted to take, you and Patrick had decided it after 2018 to take a year off to lose weight. So what you're saying is it was too hard for you to make 212 without ruining the way you looked. So you wanted to downsize a little bit to make the weight easier to make? I think two things. Um, this one is the first reason. And the second one, my I, I, honestly i saw also that my blood pressure was not really good with this amount of muscle so then we said okay i was i think i had the potential to do in the open because i know i can i can really carry on a lot of muscle uh, yeah. but then i had to choose so we said okay let's either we do open and then we push or uh we drop some weight we need to come back a little bit and uh we, we stay in the 212 so and of course the fact also to have this kind of blood pressure issue i said okay let's i mean we have to be smart Let, let's stay light lighter and then we can compete in the 212 division and that's mm -hmm. what what we did and actually that was perfect because i was really good with this amount of weight yeah so the see i was under the and correct me if i'm wrong but i was under the impression and i never thought you had a big waist at all mm -hmm. but i but i remember when you came back you started doing a vacuum and i don't remember you doing the vacuum before you took the time off is that true or no yeah, I, I was not doing it, actually. It's just, yeah. um, I, I remember I was with my friend, my, my training partner, and we were doing some poses. And then I said, okay, um, I don't know, I'm going to hit the vacuum. And that's, that's, that's what I did. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, there was not looking that bad. So we said, okay, we, I, I'm going to keep it. So, and that's why, but I, yeah, I was not using it before. Yeah. So as you, yeah, as you said, my waist was not that big before too. It's just the fact no. to drop some weight visually, it looks even more uh, thinner. Well, and that was the, and that was the thing that, and that's actually what I thought you were doing. See, cause obviously I don't know the, your entire history. So I thought when you were taking time off, it was just to revamp your physique and make it even more impressive. Cause I remember speaking to Patrick and he was said, he said, you know, Nicholas took time off. He lost a little bit of weight. He's doing a vacuum now and he's built up now. He's built his body back up. So I thought in my mind, I thought, well, that was the reason why you took the time off was to get your waist even smaller and create an even nicer shape. So that wasn't really the reason it was just an after it was like a bonus, right? That, that was a, I, I can say it's a part of the, the plan because yeah. if we say, okay, we need to drop some weight so we can play on this. We can even work with this aesthetic line and, and get that waist even thinner and, uh, and, and yeah, so that's a part of the plane. <clears throat> okay, so it, so it wasn't like a definite, like the reason you did it, but it, it came along with it. So how much weight did you drop? Like what were your, 
what do you think you would have been at before you dropped the weight? Like when you were dropping the weight, obviously you were still making 212, but like, what were you comfortably, what, what do you think you would have looked your best at weight wise? I think if I was able to bring, um, I, I think there's a picture I posted on, on Instagram, but that was a few years ago. Um, I weighted like 100, so 220. Yeah. And that was probably my biggest uh, and more, most ripped look I have, I had in my life. And that was, I think, three days before the Olympia. That, that would have been probably my best shape, but I had to drop the weight because I was too heavy. Yeah. So, um, but I would say 100 on, on stage, I, that would be, I think, one of, yeah, that, that would be good. Yeah. But yeah. So then you, so you dropped, so how did you go about dropping the weight? Did you eat less calories? Did you do a lot of cardio? Like, did you stop eating six meals a day? Like, how did you and Patrick go about dropping muscle? So I, I was off for a year, yeah. 10 months. Yeah. 10 months, everything. Um, like off, was, when you say off, you say, off. you mean off steroids? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not using anything and, uh, not even TRT, not nothing. And um, I was eating probably, I don't know, three, four meals a day, not more. Yeah. Uh, maybe twice less calories, of course. And uh, I was training. That, that was the only thing I was keep doing it as I really wanted. So still with intensity. Uh, I needed actually also for my mind because that was pretty hard also to say, okay, we need to come back. Uh, that was very, yeah, a challenging um, uh, thing. So, uh, yeah, so meal and uh, off. And, yeah, that was enough to drop some weight in, in, in 10 months, of course. Yeah. So when someone, when it takes you, you know, however many years to build up to, say, 220 was at your best, what does it feel like, you know, you said mentally it was hard, but, like, if somebody said to me, came to me in the middle of my career and said, hey, you have to drop 10 pounds of muscle, it would, I would, you know, it's not an easy thing to do, number one. So you have to deal with that mental challenge. But then also, what was it like going off all the PEDs? Because that's also going to play a part mentally as well. Yeah, so, of course. So how, did, how was it going from training full blast every day? Like you said, like you're a machine mm-hmm. to being off all the gear and not eating. Like, how did that mess with you mentally? That was... I, I won't lie. I had some really, really bad time. I was sometimes depressed because, I mean, it's hard. You know, you, you look like um, like a freak on stage at the, at the um, Mr. Olympia and then suddenly you, you need to change the plan. Um, I've managed to do it because I knew that was the best option yeah. also. And, and I love this. And I think my biggest quality in the sport, it's, it's because I think about what I mean. I, I, I'm someone smart. I think I can say it. Because I always step back, I always take time to think about what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I try to understand what I do, and I really try to um, to know if it's the right choice. I always take time to talk with Patrick, with also people around me, uh, with the sponsors as well, and um, that's why everybody will agree about the with the plan. So that's why I said, okay, I'm I'm gonna do it, but that was hard, of course, and uh, I always managed to. S- I made it because uh, Patrick was there. Uh, I have a lovely mom and everybody really was, I mean, got my back and, and we knew that was the best, uh, the best thing to do, but that was something pretty challenging. And I think Patrick even told me that he never really tried this before with any, anybody else. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, that was something a bit new. So we said, okay, we need, we got to try and we're going to see what's going to happen. Yeah. How many days, how many days did you have doubts where you're like, no, I don't want to do this. I want to go back. Uh, that happens so often. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love to be afraid, you know, but yeah. also um, w- when I do bodybuilding, I, I, I want also to, follow what the judges ask to do and then you need to find also a way to stay healthy and and i mean it's everything together you need to find a balance with this and uh that's why i knew at the end that was the best solution on every aspect how did your sponsors take it when you said i need to take a year off to get smaller um i have great sponsors i mean i don't know if you know gerald from uh, amhp but he's uh I mean, this guy is really someone. I mean, um, I've been always straight with him. So every time I was texting him and I was, and I was talking about my plans and he never told me, um, no, you shouldn't do it. Or no, he was always, okay, if you think it's the best thing for you, we are here and we support you. And he he's, he did this for, I mean, since the, the, the beginning. So um, I had really someone, I mean, he, he's really super yes he's so much superhuman and he um, pay attention to the to the human and not only the athlete and uh that's that's something you cannot see every day in this in this business so i really appreciate so we've been focused a lot on the time you took off but i want to take a minute just to focus on the time when you were on because before you started before you started losing the size because of how impressive it was and i want to go back to these photos this is you and Hottie here. How did you feel? Yeah. About, how did you feel about the show? Because Hottie was relatively new. I don't know. I don't know how many shows he had done at this point. It was like a, It wasn't just like one of his first shows into the IFBB. I think. Yeah. So how did you feel when he showed up, standing next to him? And how did you feel about your placing here? Well, I, I knew him because um, I saw the competition he did against Flex Lewis at the. In I the think that was the Asian. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, I was like, damn, I mean, someone who's able to, uh, to scare Flex, that's something big, you know? Yeah. So then I started to follow him. And um, to be honest, I was, I was pretty confident when I was prepping for the Portugal. Um, I felt good. And I remember when I saw his name on the list, I was with my training partner. I, I, I sit and then I said, damn, it's over. <laughs> and, uh, and, but then I said, okay, let, let's do it. I mean, this is a really good challenge. I need to show to people who, who the fuck I am, you know? Yeah. And uh, I knew I had, I, I always knew I had um, a good potential, a good genetics. So then I said, okay, it's time to show um, what I, I mean, my physique. And, and um, that was a really good also um, um, opportunity just to see, if I have the level to be to be on the Olympia stage, and also to, if I have the level to be um, competitive with the best guys in the world, yeah. So when, how did you feel about your placing though? Did you feel like he did Hottie beat you at that show, or did you feel like you could have been ahead of him, or how did you feel about how that all went down? No, I have to be honest. I mean, if I check the all the poses, he he won almost all the poses i just i think i just brought something that people didn't expect that day that's the thing and yeah. uh even probably even probably hadi and um and um hany rumble were, were were like probably surprised to see this even myself when i looked 
back the pictures, I was okay. Yeah, that, that's clearly my best shape ever. So um, yeah. Okay, so that is what brings me to the the main question that I have, and that's you know I'm I'm retired, probably semi retired, whatever you want to call it. So I understand some of the feelings that go into it, but the question I have is how do you go from, because Hadi is now considered, you know, top five in the world. Some people consider him second in the world, top three in the world, whatever you want to say, he's up there. Yeah. And, and you actually challenged him and you did, you did a very good job challenging him. So how do you rationalize that in your mind when you're like, I, I've stood next to the best in the world and compared well, but it's okay. I don't want to do it anymore. Like I'm, I'm, isn't there, do you, do you feel a sense of loss, like a sense of unfinished business at all? Um, yes and no. Um, I would say I know I can do, I, I know I can do more. Mm. Uh, I can, honestly, I, I think I can be in the top three on, uh, in the two division. I, I'm pretty sure about this. Um, but I think people, they, they saw, you know, they saw my physique uh, at the Portugal Pro. Yeah. Do I really have to prove something? Um, yeah. You see? So I did it. I mean, I, I, I show something. I show that I, I can really scare people. And, uh, and I'm actually pretty satisfied with this. And, yeah. uh, and I'm okay. And I just think today, and that's, that's a self-reflection that I had during the last two years. I think I have way more to offer to people than just my physique. And um, I think I can uh, not teach, but share uh, some knowledge, my experience, and, um, and, and really, yeah, give to people what I've been able to uh, do during the last few years. And um, I don't think I need to go uh, until that level or even in the top three to, sh to show that, you know. And um, now I'm also lucky because I'm, I'm 30, okay? I'm healthy, I'm really good. And, uh, and that's also the reason why I'm like, damn, you, you did something incredible during, I mean, the last 10 years. So now you, I don't think I have anything to prove to anybody. So just, I wanna move on and, and do something else of my life. That's, that's the mindset that I have now, actually. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we talked about on the podcast, uh, the other podcast I do with James and a couple mm -hmm. of other guys, we discussed, you know, being away from the stage and how being away from the stage for a certain amount of time will, will kind of keep you away from the stage, which is something I've experienced. And now you're talking about that too. So what I want to try and explain that to people listening when you're at such a high level, because even me, even though I'm in the same boat as you, I'm not really, because I was never at the level that you reached and I didn't, I mean, regardless. Right. But the point is like, if, like you said, you could be top three in two twelve if you wanted to, right? And I and I think I agree with that. I think you have the potential to to do that. So even though I'm in a similar situation, I don't feel the way you feel exactly. So I'm still curious. Is there anything like if somebody said to you, "Hey, you could probably beat Sean Clarita this year," you just don't have any desire to not for anybody else, not to prove anything to anybody else, but just for your own desire to walk away the like the best in the world just, that doesn't even trigger you anymore you don't really have that desire no because um that's that's probably a part of my personality but if i have decided something 
I never come back. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I, and as I said, I had like two years and a half to think about it. So it's a long process, you know, uh, yeah. two years to, you know, one day I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then the, the, um, the day after was like, oh, I don't know, does it worth it? Or should I do something else? And I had this, you know, this uh, um, sensation to be uh, sure of doing it and then no, and then yes, and then no. And then I said, it's, I know what it takes to be on the Olympia stage. I know um, what type of mentality you 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 need to get. And uh, when you think in this way, when you're one day good, one day not really good, it's not. That's yeah. not what you need to do the Olympia. And I know that. And um, I I had I needed two years just to you know, fight the passion that I had deep inside me, because if I stayed two years thinking about it, 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 it was because my passion was uh, stronger than I would say reality. And uh, suddenly I said, no, now I need to think with my brain and not with my heart. And, and my brain said, no, just stop because you have too much doubts, too many doubts in your, in your head. And you need to, you need to choose, you need to choose because you cannot compete at 90%, especially mentally. And uh, that's why then I said, okay, I need to, I need to stop. And, and that's not even the decision of Patrick or anything, because even Patrick told me, um, he told me the same uh, as many people. He said, you have the potential and I see you pretty far um, ahead, but it's your own decision. If you're, if you're not okay with, with this um, atmosphere, you need to think about it and it's your own decision. And that's actually what I what I did. I mean, I took my decision. Yeah. Can you, there's something you keep referring to and that's, you know, you've re referred to it as being a machine. You've re referred to it as um, the mindset you have to have when you want to prep for the Olympia or, or shoot for the Olympia. Is there any way you can explain that a little bit further for people listening? Because for, you know, for the average person listening, they're like, well, I don't really get it. You know, you're eating your meals and you're training. What's What's this special mindset that you have to have? Is there any yeah. way you can put that into words as to how, what the difference is between the way you lift weights now and the way you lift weights when you're focused on that goal? Yeah. Um, it's always hard to explain something when you don't, I mean, if people, they don't live it, it's hard to understand. Yeah. Uh, because you need to, and, and I know you understand me because you had this sensation, you know how, how it is when you prep so hard and, and you put your heart into this. Um Doing a prep, um, it's way more than just going to the gym. It's um, you you breathe, you know, you breathe this, this shit. I mean, you you wake up, and um, no matter what's gonna happen, what can happen in the world, you don't give a fuck. I mean, you wake up, you go to the gym. You, you, there's a hurricane outside. You go you go to the gym. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. I mean, um, if, even your meal. Um, Sometimes even, you know, my close friends, they were like, uh, I don't know, maybe sad or they, they needed to talk to you. And you feel like, okay, I'm going to listen to you because you're my friend, but there's a part of me who doesn't give a fuck. You know, it's hard to say it, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's this, you reach a point where you don't care. The yeah. only thing you have in your head, this is competition, going to the gym. Sometimes I was even uh, stressed when I was going to the gym because I was like, Damn, I need I need to feel I need to feel the pump. I need to uh, stay focused. I was stressed by my own workout. You see? Yeah, yeah. 
this is a stress that you don't have when you go to the gym just for yourself because you go to the gym because you need to enjoy here it's not this you go to the gym because you enjoy but you enjoy because th there's a performance and and you 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 need to win something you have to win something and you enjoy because you want to win something you yeah. see yeah. and um it's yeah as i said it's hard to explain this to people because um i i saw the comments i mean i saw some people saying oh i really don't understand because you were here and then suddenly you you give up on everything and if you don't live it you cannot understand yeah That's i guess what i would gather from what you said is almost like there's a disassociation with life absolutely yeah. you're, you're living like an alternate reality where nothing matters yeah except the gym and it seems it's a very selfish life but it's what it is it's like it's funny you said that about your friends too, because I've been there where like a friend will call you with a problem and you're like, I don't give a shit. I got to make a meal. I got to, I got to <laughs> eat. I got to, I got to go train. I don't have time for this. It's like, yeah, yeah. even, even it could be to the point where you don't want to let the negative, somebody's negative feelings come in your head because it brings you down and you don't want to be down. You want to stay it's focused. Like if, you, like if you build a, a wall, the guy said it was like prison being in jail. That's it, right. It's, uh, that's right. It's a bit this. I mean, it's like a bubble where you, you you're inside. Nobody can comes with you, yeah. and you protect yourself from any emotions, any everything you need to keep in your head to stay like healthy. I would say on that moment, it's bodybuilding, doing a yeah. competition, meal, uh, your gears, and everything. And um, I, I remember when I was training with my with my training partner. This is my best friend. Um, I was not even talking. Yeah, I was. I was with him and uh, I was giving him the phone and uh, I was saying, okay, do the pictures. Don't even talk to me. Don't ask me if it's good like this, you know, just do your videos. I don't give a fuck. And then I will check after. Yeah. And after the workout, then we can, we can make jokes and, and talk and uh, yeah. But during the workout, I don't care. And if someone during the workout, someone that I don't know, you know, like a client in the gym comes to me and, and wants to talk. Damn, that's, that's, no big problem you know yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah no i know i uh paul's my paul's my best friend he's my training partner and yeah. he's the guy he would always be the guy that would smooth everything over for me mm -hmm. so like if somebody at the gym wanted to talk to me and i don't you know when you're people people take it the wrong way you know the bodybuilders are rude or bodybuilders and, it, and i guess it could be rude but it's like like you said you're so disassociated from life you don't you can't feel anything Yes. So he would always be the guy next to me saying sorry for me. You know, if I was like, if I didn't want to talk to somebody and I was training, he'd be like, oh, don't worry. He's just prepping. He'd like try and make the guy like feel better. Yeah. So yeah. It'd make, make me look a little better instead of me looking like an asshole. So I, I know the feeling, but um, yeah, it, it's, there's a, so we were talking about the podcast and you said it's like being in jail. I think somebody in the comment section took it the wrong way. And they said, I work a full-time job and I am trying to become a pro bodybuilder and you guys make it sound like you're in jail. Like it's forced. That doesn't sound, it doesn't sound right. Like I think he was trying to imply that we should be happy that we're doing what we want to do and it's not jail, but I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you're saying it like in a negative way. It's just that we're locked in this focus. Yeah. Because correct? I'm happy to do it. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. I don't feel like forced or, uh, like an obligation it's it's just um it, it's something uh mental that you're you create it without actually you, you don't really want to to create it but it's it happens because 
you just put all your energy, your guts just into this. And uh, that's what, this is a picture. So it's yeah. not actually um, the, the truth because I'm, I was super happy to do it. To be honest with you, that my prep for the Olympia was just one of the best memory I've ever had yeah. because I was so uh, focused. So um, yeah, I was doing, I was waking up, doing cardio, eating my meals, and then I was back, you know? And yeah. damn, everybody would like to do this. So uh, yeah. I cannot say I was, I was not happy. Of course, I was super happy. It's just the process, which is really uh, intense, you know? Mm -hmm. I think when we talk about it, like to the average person you, using terms like we're in jail or using terms like I don't want to talk to anybody. Those are all kind of negative feelings, but it's almost like we create, we create our own reality. Like we make it that way so that we can stay focused and stay channeled on the thing we're looking for. Yeah. Um, so now that brings me to my next question, which is like, and it's something I've struggled with is what fills the void? Because when you are in that prison, when you are that focused, when you are in that place and then you're removed from it, it's not there anymore. It feels like there's an emptiness. So what is it that like fills that, that space of like competition or focus or drive or like, what is it in your life? That's going to change. That's going to fill that spot. Um, that's a really good question because I had, um, I would say two different, um, sensations uh, the first one is like as you said you feel empty hmm. when when you have something that actually um i mean bodybuilding is like what 90 95 of my day so uh, when suddenly you have just five percent in your day you need, you need to find 95 percent it's yeah. pretty hard so at the beginning i was a little bit depressed and uh, a lot of up and downs but um i've started to travel and um, I've but a lot like doing every month I was going somewhere and uh, suddenly, I don't know, it, I really felt something deep inside me. And um, I realized that I was really happy doing bodybuilding, but I also realized that there, there was something else to do outside. And um, this sensation was, I don't know, gave me a lot of opportunity because I met a lot of people and I know that if I was competing, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Um, now I can go. I can go to Mexico. I can go to Turkey. I can go to uh, Greece. I can go to anywhere. I know some people just because I have traveled, and mm -hmm. I, I met some people. And I mean, with social media and, and things like that. And I know that if I was competing, I would be stuck in 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 this uh, process, and I would uh, I, I wouldn't be able to open myself to 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 this. Yeah. And uh, I think it's, uh, I mean, it's a hard, I mean, yeah, it's a tough choice, but then I saw this reality and I said, knowing, I know what I did already, you know, in bodybuilding. And then I said, okay, maybe I, I know I can do more, but yeah, I had to, I had to choose. So I said, okay, it's, it's, and that's why, again, I, I took like two years just to, just to take this decision. But yeah. I think I, I f would feel better with the choice that I just did, which means uh, no, not doing any competition anymore, but going and I mean, traveling and, and trying to meet again some people. I had a, a recent trip um, two, two uh, weeks ago in Greece. I went there without um, programming anything. So I went there and I said, okay, I'm, I'm gonna wake up and I will do my life. And um, I had some guys, they texted me 
I was in Crete uh, on a fucking small island. Yeah. And uh, some people, they text me and they were like, oh man, I follow you. Just come to my gym. We come here. We, we talk. We, 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 can head, we can have a workout. We can eat. And I went there. I saw a guy that I didn't even know. We started to talk and uh, we were like friends, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and this type of thing, mm. I was not able to find it when I was competing because I was in my prison. Lockdown. Yeah, locked yeah. down. Yeah. And, and, and that's an amazing sensation, to be honest. Yeah. You know what? It's 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 interesting that you use the word stuck because as much as we love bodybuilding, there's a feeling of being stuck mm-hmm. because like maybe I do want to jump on a plane and go to Greece because, you know, it's actually funny that you said Greece because me and my wife are trying to plan a trip to okay. e- either Greece or Italy. Um, yeah. But yeah, maybe maybe I do want to just jump on a plane and go to fucking Greece and I want to go hang out and just enjoy a week with my wife. When you're in competition, you can't do that. Like, what about my, I got to pack all my meals. I got to be, I, what, where am I going to train? Is there a gym good enough? Like my training partner's not coming with me. I got to pack all my drugs. Like it's, it becomes such a, a tough thing. So you, like you said, you get stuck. You're like, I'm yeah. just going to, I'm going to stay home because if I'm home, nothing will be ruined. I'll have all my food. I'll have everything. Right. Yeah. So I could see that being a, a, a bonus. So what happened was you started traveling and then you, you started to realize there was life outside of body because i think when you're bodybuilding you forget that there's life yeah that's that's the yeah mm-hmm. so you went yeah. out and you, you started doing stuff yeah i was having i cannot say a normal life because i was still doing my meals you know it's it's i mean you have this in your blood yeah yeah, uh, yeah. because i was when i went to greece for instance i went there i, I had to find a, an, an apartment because i wanted to cook my meals. so i, I needed a kitchen yeah. i found a gym 10 minutes you know uh um, near from the the apartment um, so everything was, uh, I mean, I, I did everything to be in the best condition as possible, but the other part was like, I was living, as you said, my life, you know, yeah, and yeah. no pressure, no, uh, I, I had like a kind of freedom that I didn't have when I was competing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is a great sensation. And, um, now again, I, it's also because I did what I did in bodybuilding. If I was just doing, I don't know, if I was winning just the Swiss championship, of course, of course, I would try to, to go further into bodybuilding. But today, as I said, I did, I think, a good thing in bodybuilding, even if I know I can do more. Mm. But that's enough, in my opinion. Yeah. So a couple other questions that lead that come after retirement. So you're officially retired now, right? There's no, are you going to, do you think you'll ever come back or you're just, you're officially like done? My head, this is clear. I, okay. I won't come okay. back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not so, or in five years, 10 years. Okay. So a couple questions that I, that come from that yeah. one, how does that work with, with anabolics and PEDs? Like, are you done taking PEDs forever? Do you, are do you have to be on TRT? Do you not do like, are you still going to do cycles just because you want to stay big? Like what is your thought about, about how that works after you're retired from competitive bodybuilding? Yeah. Um, my physique, for instance, for the Olympia, or we, we talk about the Portugal, this is a physique of, um, it's a physique that I use, I would say to compete. Okay. I don't want to be like that every day because yeah. I know also in the long term, this is not healthy. That's, that's the thing we have to say. 
Um, so I don't want to be that big. Of course, I want to look good because this is also, uh, I mean, I still have business. I mean, I, I'm, I'm still have my sponsors and I still want to be uh, a good uh, ambassador. Um, and also for myself, I mean, when you work for 10 years to get a good physique, you want to keep at least the minimum. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, I'm not looking for like being a freak or, or something like this, uh, which means, of course, that I don't need to, to use any, uh, any gears. I mean, and that's, that's my own decision, but um, I have decided not to use anything. So I'm off actually uh, since uh, a year now. Yeah. Because I did the, I did the prep in 2020, then I yeah. and then I stopped. Yeah. And uh, from that moment, I have decided to stop everything. I didn't even do a TRT. I mean, I did a blood test um, on Monday, and everything is good. So yeah. I'm like, it's great. I mean, I'm I'm 30. I did uh, 10 years of bodybuilding. I've stepped on the Olympic stage, and my health is good. So yeah. uh, I don't see any point or any reason why I should keep doing it because I feel good like that. Yeah. 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 So you can, so your genetics are good enough. You think that you can still look good and look like have a nice physique without adding any anabolics. I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know my genetic is a part of the success. If I can say that I had uh, the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. So that covers that. Now the other thing and the main thing that I think stops a lot of people because there have been times in my career where I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to hang it up. I think I'm going to retire. And it's not really a real feeling. Cause I, I don't think I'll, I don't think I ever wanted to retire, but I would think to myself, what am I going to do for money? Because I make, I make good money in this living. And I'm like, how am I just going to replace it? Right? Like, so that kind of leads me to my next question is when you retire, do all your sponsors stay on board? And if they stay on board, how long do they stay on board? And when, do you have another plan for like how to make a living? Like, what do you, what do you do for work? What are, like, how old are you right now? 30. Yeah. You're 30. You said you were 30. So you're still young. So like you basically can do anything, but do you have other plans for how to move forward financially? Yeah. It was one of, as I said, my, one of my biggest passion is to travel and, um, before doing anything I'm doing now, which means coaching because coaching is my main business. Um, I was supposed to be a, a professor, a teacher. Okay. And uh, now I would like to combine both, which means doing seminars, of course, yeah. and uh, traveling. So, of course, with the COVID situation, it's not easy uh, now, yeah. but that's one of my plans. And I've already started to contact a few people and I have a few destinations in mind and I'm, and I'm working on it now. Um, but that's something I would like to develop now. And um, my business, as I said, is still coaching. So I, I'm still doing the same job. I mean, I was doing this job before doing bodybuilding. Yeah. So now I, I keep doing it. It's just even, it's even easier now because I have a little bit more visibility with the social media. So I have more clients. Yeah. So work on that. And that's, that's good enough. And, I, and I'm lucky because I still have the sponsors mm -hmm. and uh, they are really open-minded. And I think they see more than just the athlete. Yeah. And, uh, and that's good for me. So as long as they want me to stay on board, I will keep working with the, with the brands and, uh, and I'm happy with that. Do you think we live in an age now where competitive, you don't really have to be competitive to make money. Mm. Like you can be a bodybuilder and, but not be a competitive bodybuilder and still do well financially. Right. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, I'm not ready to do a few, a few stuff because sometimes if you check uh, 
some uh, Instagram page you can, I mean, we can talk about this, but um, I think I can still represent something. Um, as I said, I have some knowledge. I have some uh, experience now. I can, I can do seminars. I can, and, and I think it's also a good visibility for the sponsors. It's always interesting for any kind of brand. Now, we, of course, it depends on, on what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, but um, we see, as you said, we see a lot of guys who don't compete or who don't even have like a, a shredded physique, but they, they, they have a picture, you know, they, they represent something, they, um, they, they build something and, and, and I think brands, they can still work with this. Yeah. Now it depends on the brand, of course. Yeah. So do you think, is this going to hurt bodybuilding moving forward though? Not your situation particularly. I just mean in general. Do you think, do you think the fact that guys are realizing that hey, I don't have to compete to make a living in bodybuilding? Do you think that's going to make less people compete? No, no, because um, it's the passion. We all know that if you were doing just bodybuilding, we know that it's it's a lot of money that we we, we use, and you yeah. don't have much in return. Um, but it's it's the passion. So uh, I was honestly, if it was all about money. I wouldn't do bodybuilding no. <laughs> and, and I think you too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that, so as long as there, there is passion, bodybuilding will still be something big, you know? Mm. Um, it's just, I think th there's a time where uh, when you do a few years and you realize that, yes, of course um, it's, it's great and you love to do it, but at the end of the day, you need to pay your bills as well. And uh if you don't build a business like you or, or uh, some or like Flex or those guys, uh, at the end of the day, you can do like 10 years as a professional and then you have suddenly to come back to the normal life, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I think it's pretty hard. So that's why it, I, I want to stay not in the middle, but work on both aspects, still be in the bodybuilding industry, but work yeah. also um, uh, in a different way, you know? I like that. I like that thought process. That's kind of what I did because you know, I was going to walk away from the whole sport because I was going to retire and say, you know what, I don't want to do anything. I'm going to go sell real estate or something, right? I just want to completely get away from it. And my brother said to me, hey, it would be a shame for you to have spent 20 years like really being in this thing and then just throwing away all that experience. Yeah. So then the podcast came and the supplement company came and all this. But so I like that you're trying to parlay that your experience from bodybuilding into coaching and seminars and and like you said, it's going to, it's going to help you uh, travel where you, where are your destinations that you want to travel? Where are a few of like the, the spots where you really want to go to? Uh, for working, you mean, or in general? Well, I'm assuming if you're going to get seminars, you're probably going to try and get them in places that you want to visit. So where, where yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I mean, it's not, I'm, I cannot go like, uh, to the, in, uh, I don't know, like Maldives. I cannot go there. Nobody's <laughs> <laughs> Do a seminar in the Maldives. <laughs> Nobody is going to pay anything. I mean, you're going to have yeah. fish. Okay, okay. I got to rephrase the question. You're right. Okay. So seminars, you're going to go wherever the, wherever they're needed. Where is, so your, I, where, is yeah. the, where is it that you want to go outside of seminars? Where are some places that you really want to visit that you want to travel I, I to? already went to, the, um, to Mexico, which, which is a really good place. Um, but I would like to go on the uh, Asian part. So... Um, okay. I have one contact now in Taiwan. Yeah. So we try to organize things. So now it's complicated because gyms are actually closed there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we will see what's going to happen. But 
through there. I like, um, I have a, a contact too in, um, how do you say in English? Uh, Polynesia. Uh, Polynesia. Polynesia. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, but I like those challenges because uh, I, I would like to go to places where um, athletes or, I don't know, famous people in the, in the industry wouldn't go. Yeah. You see? Yeah. Because yeah. I know, as I, as I told you when I was in Greece, I was in Crete, you know, in the south. Yeah. on, on yeah. Molay. And um, I was like, it's crazy to, to see that on this small island, I can find some, a few guys who, who, who follow me. Yeah. So that, that's what I said. And, and, and then I said, okay, but if on this island you can find some people, you can probably find also somewhere else some, some people who cannot access, you know, to the, either the knowledge or also um, go to the, to meet people or meet, yeah. meet athletes. And that's why I said I need also to to try to meet those people, not only going to the U.S. to the huge expo, but also going to those places a little bit more um, difficult to 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 find and to go there. You know. Yeah. When you go, do you go? Is it like a week or is it like you're going for a month? Like, what are your like what are your trips like? Uh, depends on the destination, but I try to do a week. Um, okay. But I've already did like just a weekend because sometimes I have to work then in, in Switzerland so I can yeah. just I go there and then I come back. I did this in Turkey uh, before the COVID. Yeah. I went on Friday and then I came back on Sunday. So it's a busy weekend, but I like it. It's uh, it's it's a really good thing. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I imagine the freedom from not having the bodybuilders yeah. is nice, but what um, over the course of the two years, are you married or do you have a girlfriend? No, I'm single. You're single. So, because part of my thought process when you said you're retiring, I'm like, I wonder if it has anything to do with a woman. Mm. <laughs> no, I tell you what, no woman will tell me what I have to do. No, I know. No, no, that's not how I meant it. That's not how I meant it. I meant like, I meant maybe you took some time off, maybe you met a girl yeah. and she's really sweet and you decided this is way more fun than bodybuilding. So fuck it. So I didn't know if like, I didn't know uh -huh. if. A, <laughs> no, no, it has nothing to do with this. No, no, it's just not really. It's my own decision, and um, and I had a girlfriend during those last two years, yeah. but I mean, you know, that was something very personal. So it has nothing to do with anybody else. I respect it. I respect it. Um, before you go, I want to ask you. You seem like a very, very strict person. So when you were full blown bodybuilding, did you ever cheat on your meals, or did you ever? Were, was food ever an issue for you, or you're always very, very strict with your food? never and yeah. that's why it was uh, i always managed to do good competition because that was probably my strongest uh point i would say because i was not even putting my finger in the in the sauce like that no not even this you know yeah i was yeah, yeah I, I always said to patrick you can tell me to eat like uh, my my finger and and uh, and the chair i would do it yeah that that uh, that's how I was working. That's how that's how you you come across. I've, I I kind of thought that about you, uh, even without knowing you, um, just from your just from your Instagram and the way you look and the way you train. I kind of get that impression. But what about now? Now are you still relatively? Are you more of a food person now that you have freedom, or are you still relatively focused on eating properly? I I try not to put any pressure on yeah. on myself on my mental. Um, I still have my meals. I mean, I still, uh, I was prepping my chicken just before. Yeah. And uh, I mean, have my meals. Uh, it's just, I try to have more freedom in the way that 
yeah, if it's 200 grams or if it's 250 grams, I don't give a fuck now, you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. If someone just tell me, oh, do you want just to eat, uh, I don't know, this this thing? If uh, if I was good with my diet during, I don't know, a few days, then I will I will say, okay, I, I won't be like, oh, my God, I, I'm going to cheat or I go, yeah. I'm going to feel bad tomorrow. No, I'm, I'm not like this anymore. Uh, I'm really, yeah, the fact to, to retire is also to get more freedom f- with, with, with the food, not only um, yeah. with uh, the, the training or the mental aspect, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what about uh, the last question I want to ask you is what about partying or anything like that? Do you drink? Did you drink before bodybuilding? <laughs> you don't get into that? No, oh, that's, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I what? Was... Uh, I was an extreme. I've always been an extreme person. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so you so you did drink a lot. <laughs> uh, I was I was uh, you can ask to my friend. I was like um, that was a mess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been there. So no, I enjoyed and uh, I had I had my years. I would say probably uh, no, I don't know two three years where I enjoyed a lot and I went I was going out and then but suddenly when I decide something I switch yeah. and I change. And that's what happened. I remember I was going to the club. I was drinking alcohol. And uh, suddenly I started to go to gym. And uh, that was not enough. You know, I said, damn, I need to see what we must do to be like uh, as the guys I can see in the magazines. And then I said, okay, I see they, they, are, they are eating rice. They are eating chicken. So I'm going to do the same. And then suddenly, I don't know, I wake up and I said, okay, in the morning, I want to eat my eggs. Then I'm going to eat my chicken. And I changed just like this. Yeah. And uh, yeah. That's, that's the way I am. I'm, I'm extreme. So I can say this. And then the day after, if I have decided, I, I, I turn the page. So now that you moved on, though, do you like to have a drink and relax? Or is it still like you just kind of no, not part no. of your life anymore? I never had any pleasure or, yeah, drinking alcohol is not my thing. I like way more going to the restaurant and eating maybe a meal a little, a little bit off than uh, having a glass of wine or something like this. I, because yeah. I don't really enjoy it. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I think it's also good for my health. So uh, yeah, 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 of course. Um, Nicholas, I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, we're going to still see you, though. You're still going to be posting on Instagram. Still yeah, gonna be, sure. Still going to be posting your physique shots, right? Like, we're not, you're not just going to disappear, right? No, no, no. I'm, I'm still here. I'm still watching you, too. I mean, I'm I still, uh, I still do my thing. So uh, yeah, it's cool. Of, of How- course, I will. Yeah. How small or big? I don't know how to word it. <laughs> how how what size do you think you're finally going to settle at weight wise? Do you have an idea? But the physique I have now is the physique I will keep. So uh, how big how big are you right now? What's your weight right now? Ninety, I think uh, 96, 95, 95. Oh, yeah. So you're still big. You're still like, what's your most what's your most recent photo on your Instagram? I think you can check up. I, I posted like a picture, a comparison picture with the front double biceps, like a bit on the side like this. Oh, wait. I, I think, think I, yeah, I see that. Yeah. I think that was yesterday or. Check this out before you go. Yeah. So this one. Yeah, this one. Yeah. I, that was prepping on the left. That was in 2020. And the picture on the right was taken in, to take in, um, in, uh, in Greece. So, so you're, like, you're, you're a little bit more full here, but it's like yeah. not, not very different at all. Uh, I see the difference, but <laughs> well, I mean, there's a difference. I can see the full, there's their fullness, yeah. but, but, uh, yeah, you look great, man. I mean, but, it's, as I said, it's a lifestyle, so I'm not giving up on, uh, on the workout on, on, on the meals. I mean, it's, it's still there. Yeah. 
Well, I appreciate you giving me uh, the time to pick your brain about it, man. It's a, I think it's an interesting topic when somebody reaches the level you reach and then decides to walk away. So I just wanted to uh, get a little bit of information. So I appreciate you taking uh, the time to come on. Thank you. I appreciate it also. And uh, I hope to be back too. I mean, I like yeah. watching you. It's very, yeah, I, li I like and uh, keep doing also your, your podcast and, and stuff because it's working pretty well. Okay. Thank you very much, Nicholas. We'll talk soon. Yeah, see you. Okay, brother.